Listen, people, I got to talk to you about naturesoilsonline.com, okay? Because they are the best CBD you're going to get. A lot of people are hesitant to try hemp-derived CBD oil because they just don't know where to start. There are so many different products and brands. Hard to know which product's right for you, how much to take, when to take it, how to know if you're getting too much, all right? But this family-owned business, family-owned, you got to support the families, okay? They not only provide the highest quality U.S.-grown hemp-derived CBD products, but they also give personal guidance on choosing the right product and finding a dose that works for you. Their hemp is grown in the U.S. without the use of pesticides and is mixed with organic MCT coconut oil. Each batch is third-party lab tested for potency and purity, and the results are posted on their website. They have a variety of products, including full-spectrum or whole-plant hemp oil extract, hemp-derived isolate tinctures, hemp and emu oil pain balm, which I need, and full-spectrum CBD dog chews. And when I tell you I give this up to my dog, my dog is so much happier and friendlier and more relaxed, okay? All their products are available on www.naturesoilsonline.com and include free shipping within the continental U.S. Call them directly and ask questions at 469-525-3131 as a special offer for listeners of the show. Nature's Oils is offering a 10% discount of their already reasonable prices, okay? When calling out a line or enter a mention, discount code ADAM10 to get 10% off, Okay. Check them out. It's uh, Michelle and Christian, really nice people. Hey, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. So you living in uh, Louisiana still? Yeah, I'm still living in Louisiana, um, a little town called A-Meat. Um, I have a little gym here, Grace United A-Meat, and my house is literally five minutes from here. How oh, nice. You're like living the life. Yeah, man, it's not too bad. So so what's going on now? I had no idea. Like, I always knew you from, I think, I, you know, I, I followed you in Titan FC, and I knew that you were just an awesome fighter in Titan FC, but your resume is deep, man. You've been around the block, dude. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, I've been around for a good little while now, um, you know, following some of the main organizations in the world, Strike Force, UFC, Titan FC. You know, I've won multiple um, world championships with uh, Titan FC. I'm currently still contracted by the UFC. And, uh, you know, if all goes well, hopefully I'll get another fight. Your fights are always excited, but are you nervous at all about you because you're on a three-fight schedule? Are you kind of, I would have anxiety if I were you. Are you kind of like the phone rings? You're like, fuck, I hope I don't get it. Yeah, you know, that, that's always on the back of your mind, especially with a guy like me that's, uh, you know, that's not like one of the UFC stars or something like that. You know, a guy that's just, basically a roster spot, you know, that's always going to go through your mind and you're always going to think about it, especially uh, after what happened the first time when I fought in the UFC, uh, UFC 159 back in 2013. You know, I fought one fight and lost by decision and got cut. So, you know, it always crosses your mind, especially with now, you know, I haven't had the best run in the UFC as I would like, but, you know, um, you know, I'm still there, so hopefully I'll stay and get another shot and get a chance to redeem myself. Yeah, and the good news is that you know that no matter what, you've been up and down this road before. It's not like 
you're not some like kid who's never faced rejection or never had things go wrong for you. Like you've you've crawled your way back up, got hit back down, crawled your way back up. No matter what, you're gonna you're gonna fall on your feet. So yeah, for sure. So you know, it's like you know, I'm just gonna stay training, stay ready, and uh, you know, I got one of the best management teams in the business, Sucker Punch Entertainment, with. Uh, Brian Butler and Brian Hamper, you know, those guys are great. And no matter what happens, you know, they, these guys are behind me 100%. And uh, we're definitely going to be doing some damage somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, I mean, you started off your career, you were 9-0 and with eight knockouts. You were just ripping through everybody. Uh, at that point, were you just like, I'm the best fighter of all time? Um, Not really, because, like, at that point, nothing felt real. It was like okay, you only dreamed about going to the UFC and you only dreamed about fighting, you know, on pay-per-view and all these big fights. So it's like, could that really happen to me? It's my thing that, that I or where I was at. It's like, okay, I'm undefeated, but can I really get to the UFC? I mean, this is something I've been watching on TV for years now. And can I really do that? And I didn't know for sure. And then once I made it there and then had that short stint and got cut, I'm like, man, was I really meant to be there, you know, or did I just get my chance and lose it? So uh, after going around and fighting around the world in Russia and, you know, for Titan and, you know, some of those things, I started telling myself, you know, I, I think I am one of the best in the world. I definitely deserve to be there in the UFC. You are. I mean, your first fight in Strike Force, to put you up against Pat Healy, who's like the worst guy to fight on the first, because he's such a grinder. Right. And he's so hard to look good against. Yeah, for sure. And me stepping up and taking that fight and all. And what a lot of people don't realize at that time, Pat Healy was on the tear, man. He was supposed to fight Gilbert Melendez for the Strike Force lightweight title. So that fight fell through. They took Gilbert Melendez straight to the UFC and gave him a straight title shot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I stepped in and I just fought the number one contender, went the distance, and actually looked good. Right. In a fight that I, I could have won, if I would have been a little more experienced, if I would have been like I am now, there's no doubt in my mind that that fight wouldn't even went past the second. And you fought Steven Styler, who's also a wiry guy. He's a hard guy to fight. He's like seven foot three. He doesn't look like a fighter, but he just has these strange. He's always dangerous off his back. Another tough guy to go up against. Yeah, and you know I turned right back around, and it wasn't very long after that, uh, and I, I got the. It was kind of a short notice call, wasn't. Um, I didn't have a whole bunch of time to prepare, but still, um, being at that stage, and I figured it out, man, I know what it is. I know what my problem is. My problem is the pressure in the UFC. It's just the pressure of being there and the pressure of performing in front of everybody in the UFC. I placed it, you know, let's say 80% of the fighters that are fighting right now will never make it to. So it's so much pressure on you. And I feel like sometimes I just can't perform under that pressure. I'm trying to deal with it. Hopefully, I get another chance to 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 redo things. But I, think I was the same way with auditions, like for TV shows. In acting class, I was the greatest actor in the world. I'd win Oscars. Then all of a sudden, I get in front of like two people, and my heart starts beating. I start sweating. I start thinking about everything but what I'm supposed to be thinking of. I I understand what you were kind of going through. I I think except I don't have someone trying to punch me in the face. So um, it's, that's tough. But then you went on a, 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 a six-fight winning streak. You were ripping it up in Titan FC. You beat Desmond Green, who's also a really tough fighter. 
You went up against Andre Harrison, who's just a, that was a good fight, a very close fight. Yeah, uh, you know, and at that time, like, we was told out of me and Desmond, the winner was going to the UFC. So, you know, I went out there, and we had a great fight, man. Desmond's tough, and he's showing up tough here in the UFC right now. He's on the big one street. But, you know, we go out, and we have a great fight, five-round championship fight, goes to a split decision, and, you know, I win that, and I'm expecting to go to the UFC. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call from Titan saying, hey, we need to come defend your title against Andre Harrison. So it's like the high that I was on came right back down So I thought that I was going to the UFC after that fight. That's so annoying. It's, like, it's that like, I don't know how motivated I was for that fight because I really thought, okay, I'm going to the UFC now. I, I finally get to get back. But And then it ain't no secret now. Look how good Andre Harrison is. The dude was dominant. You know, yeah. I think he was like 20 and 0. I fought him at like 9 and 0. And now I think he, he has one loss to Lance Palmer, which is kind of a weird loss because that was the night that they fought twice. And yeah, and it was like two rounds or something. Yeah. It was like he, he fought and eight you know, minutes before that. It was kind of a weird. Right, but if you think about it, who really has the win out of the two? Because Andre Harrison, like, beat him up for five good rounds back in World Series and took the title from him. So I think you still have to say, okay, I think right now Andre Harrison is possibly the better fighter. You know, when you get a full training camp for a guy and you get five rounds to perform and you don't have to worry about fighting two times in one night, who's going to win that fight? So that's a tough one to call. Yeah, no, 100%. Then you you go out and uh, you fought in Russia, in Grozny, Russia. You fought Magomedrusov, Kaspalaev. What was that like? Man, that was some of the craziest stuff I ever went through in my life. Like, great experience. I'm glad I did it, but I'll never do it again. Because <laughs> over there is absolute crazy. Like, like I, none other, nothing that I've ever expected. And and now I'm fighting freaking Frodo Casalaya, former Bellator tournament winner. Uh, and the only reason he didn't get a title shot because of visa problems. So another super tough guy that is still fighting to this day and still winning a lot of fights. And yeah. I'll go in there and invade this guy's hometown and lose a decision. But um, that was pretty bad, man, because that was probably my hardest weight cut traveling. We had, I think, six layovers at around six hours apiece. So uh, it took us like four days to get there, sleeping in airports. And then once we finally get to Russia, the guy's like, all right, now we drive five hours. And we thought it was bullshit. <laughs> but he wasn't. We literally piled up in a little van. And drove for like almost seven hours. Finally got to the hotel, and I'm like dying. I'm just like ready to go to sleep. And how much weight did you have to cut when you got to Russia? I, I had to cut ten pounds, but my body—I already felt like my body was like drawing down already because I didn't eat much, drink much during that um, travel. So. I felt like I had to cut 10 pounds on, like, an already drawn-out body, and it was probably my hardest one ever. So you get back into Titan FC, and you just start. You beat J.C. Cavacante, who's a a badass. You knock him out in the fourth round. You beat Sedano. You beat uh, Luciano Dos Santos. Those are all tough, tough guys. Um, Then you beat beat Matt Bassetti, but then you you, you used an IV. Did, 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 Did you know that you couldn't use an IV? No, I had no idea. 
And yeah, man, I came back after rushing. I'm like, you know what? I need, I need to change some things. Uh, I didn't like the way that weight cut went. I've always felt good at 155 pounds, so I'm like, I'm going back up the weight class. And you know, I tear through those three guys and Titan, Luciano, Sedania, and Jay Z. So my management, and I didn't even have a management company whenever I fought. Um, sent uh, the first guy, Santos. I didn't even have a management company, but uh, I signed right before Sedania with Sucker Punch, and they almost got me into the UFC before that fight. I thought I might have to pull out that fight and jump into the UFC, so I was more than happy to do that. And so before, then, that you were, before that, you were negotiating all, all your own contract? Uh, well, um, I was managed by another another team before that, and I just really wasn't happy with them. So, you know, I, um, you know, I told them, you know, we're done. That, you know, I'm going to find somebody else. They was like, okay, no problem. So I then went and done the Russia thing. I didn't have a manager. But, you know, a guy just personally hit me up for that. When I got back, I renegotiated with Titan. I didn't have a manager. But I still, they gave me my contract right back where I left off. They signed me to a new deal. And, uh, you know, I won those three fights. Got the call for Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series where, um, you know, I finished Matt Bissett in the first round. But I did, man. We, we used an IV, but what we was told is, you know, we wasn't under USADA yet because we're technically not in the UFC. We were right. under the Las Vegas uh, Boxing Commission. So, but nobody ever told me that they had a ban on the IED too. So this is not like anything I was trying to hide. I would have probably told anybody. I did tell. I'm the one that told USADA. Right. If I would have never told USADA, it would have never got brought up. Nobody would have ever known. So it's like, I literally told USADA, yeah, I took an IED. Not knowing that I couldn't. Now, were you worried that you fucked everything up when, 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 I, when I was opened? a little bit, you know? I was a little bit, but my management was like, you know, uh, we talked to Sean. They're not worried about it. You know, they're, they're on your side. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the shitty part about it is I felt like I kind of lost a little momentum being off for nine months, not being able to fight because I was ready, man. I was on a high streak. I was ready to jump right back in the saddle and go to work. I was supposed to be fighting on uh, the Norfolk, Virginia card. I think Justin Poirier was headlining that card with somebody. And, um, you know, once they came out and hit me with that suspension, boom, I had to get pulled off. So, uh, so, so then, then you, and, and you got a crazy fight with uh, Hani Barcelos, which we got fight of the night. So that's got to be good. You got the extra 50 grand. But you got yeah. it's the first time you've ever been stopped before. Did you think that your chin was never... Such a good chin that you, you couldn't have been stopped? Uh, not really, man, because actually in my first Titan fight, I fought uh, another tough veteran, Eric Marriott, and dominated the whole fight, which kind of got a little lazy in that third round, and he cracked me hard. And I knew that I was hit, but I couldn't see anything. So I knew I was hurt. So I knew I was capable of being hurt by punches. Uh, if somebody put one good one on me with some power. And nothing that Barcellus really threw hurt me. Until that one, the last one, or the one that started that thing with the freaking right hands, man. So I remember even getting too comfortable against Barcelos. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm like, I feel like I can stand in front of him and I see everything coming. And then all of a sudden, freaking, I got Herb Dean over me. So uh, uh, it's just crazy how it happens. And one thing, man, I always thought, I'm like, man, I'm it's like I know what it, I can picture what it feels like, but I don't ever want to picture that feeling. And then the next thing you know, fucking Herb Dean's over the top, and 
I think I could continue. There's no doubt about it. I was seriously hurt. I was rocked. But whenever he dropped me, I was, like, ready to catch him and hold him as soon as he came down on me. Now, he might have came down, throw one last punch, land and throw me out cold. Who really knows? But, you know, of course, I do think that uh, I was still there. And you can see it in my eyes. I was glazed. But I think if I would have got a hold of him, I could have held him for a second and cleared my head. And then the, uh, the, the uh, Shane Burgos just got caught in armbar, huh? That, that was another one, man. I felt like I had a great training camp for that fight. I trained up at Alphamel with Uriah Faber, um, Darren Elkins, um, who was it? You know, Brandon Davis and Jason Knight was up there at the same time. You know, they're they're pretty local to me, about an hour and a half away. So, you know, I, I got some good work up there with those guys, and I felt better than ever. Uh, my weight cut was kind of hard, but after I made the weight and everything was good, I felt great, even in the fight. I didn't feel super fast in the fight, but I felt like I was sitting down on my punches and hitting extremely hard. And, you know, I, I dropped him with a punch, and just the killer in me just, you know, tried to... Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, right. Kill yeah. And I left myself too open, man. You know, I've never had anybody finish me in submission, so it was like that horn bar never crossed my mind. It's just, you know, maybe I can get to stop this guy. Maybe he still hurts. Um, you know, yeah, that was unlucky, man. That was almost, I mean, I got... I, I remember that vividly. I, I kind of felt that was unlucky. Like I feel like anybody would have done the same thing that you would have done when you had yeah. somebody hurt like that. Just jump and just start pounding away, and then you got caught in you know with that armbar. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And then Tiago Moises, what was it like fighting in in uh, Brazil? Man, like I thought the Russia thing like ruined me from ever going back out of the country. So when they called me <laughs> in Russia, I'm like, I mean, yeah, when they called me to fight in Brazil, I'm like. Okay, I, I guess I'll take it. Definitely since it's 55, I, mean, I was wanting to go up to 155 anyway. So I'm like, all right, I'll take it. But man, Brazil was awesome. Like, I, I, no complaints about Brazil. I loved it. I even loved how the Brazilian was against me. You know, it's, that's like once in a lifetime. These things that you get, you know, and uh, it was cool because my head coach Rafael Elwanger is from Rio de Janeiro, so it's like I had a great tour guide there with me. Do everywhere to go, do all the good spots. Uh, you know, he was my translator. Anything we needed, we couldn't speak English, so it was good, man. I really enjoyed it. You know, of course, not the outcome that I wanted. I had a super tough fight. I think freaking uh, Thiago Moises is—he's gonna be good. Um, I think if I was better prepared, I do think that is a winnable fight for me. Um, it's just I, I let the pressure get to me once again, and. I felt like I was dead after the first round, and I'm not a guy that gets tired, not not in my fights. And, you know, all three fights in the UFC, well, other than Shane Burgos, I didn't get a chance to get tired, but Moises and uh, Marcellus, I felt like I got more tired than I normally You'll normally. be back, man. You'll be back. I, I know you will. I know you'll be back. Now, you're running a gym. Everyone always tells me they can't make money on a gym. Hardest thing to do is to get people because the fighters don't want to pay you. It's hard to get regular people. How long has your gym been? Is it successful? What's the key to making a successful gym? So, uh, you know, I'm part of a like I'm part of a franchise that my coach had started um, probably about seven years ago, I think. When I first joined, or when I first started training, it was, um, I was training under Raphael Elmer. He's a black belt from Car- uh, from Carlos Gracie Jr. And he was 
part of the Gracie Baja franchise. Well, I don't know exactly the whole story of how that fell through, but he decided to go his own route, and he opened up his own gym. And now, um, you know, we're all part of a franchise called Gracie United. So, and each one is named after the city that it's in. So, being this close to my coach, Raphael, as I am, I opened up a Grace United Amy, my uh, my hometown that I'm in right now. And uh, really what I do, man, I just teach jiu-jitsu to a lot of the kids. That's our biggest thing. I, you know, I got a good bit of kids here that I teach. I got a couple amateur fighters, maybe a few pro local fighters. Uh, you know, I've got guys that have potential. We're just, right now, we're in the building process. I'm building little monsters in here right now. Nice. And are you married? You got kids? Um, so I just recently, a little over a year ago, got into a relationship, and I have three kids. And now I have one on the way with my new girlfriend. Look at you. That That is some super sperm right there. All right. That's why you're fighting every two months. Look at you, man. You're like a, you're like a black belt and not pulling out. That's right. But, uh, Good, man. One thing my coaches all used to call me, or they, they used to love to try to make my nickname the producer. <laughs> and I swear, man, they tried everywhere they went, and I shut it down everywhere. And I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I like the producer. That's hilarious. So now you have three kids with uh, with all the same woman or different women? Uh, well, I, do, I have three kids with uh, my uh, my ex-wife, and then I have one coming with money. Nice. Well, good, man. You seem like a good guy, man. A good, solid, all-American, great guy. So, I like it. I like it. Well, I wish you nothing but the best. Where can people follow you on Instagram and Twitter? You know, check me out on Twitter uh, under my last name, Kurt Hollibo. Also, Instagram, k.hollibo. You know, uh, you want to follow me and check me out, keep up with me? That's where you go. Well, thank you so much, man. Have a good weekend. Thanks, man. I definitely appreciate it. Anytime. Take care. Oh, sexual performance issues, way more common than you think, okay? It's not good. One out of four guys suffer from ED, but it can be treated. Yes, today's your lucky day because Hims is a wellness brand for men. You've heard us talking about Hims, and if you haven't yet, get on board and stop struggling with ED. Because why do guys turn to weird solutions or to do nothing? They can instead turn to medicine and science. Getting older sometimes means certain parts of the body might not be working as much as they should. So start revving that engine again with ED treatment from Hims. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Listen, don't get defrauded by online sketchy marketplaces. It's hard, made easy. Being your best means performing your best, okay? It's been featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire and Playboy. Listen, the first month is just five dollars. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last and subject to your doctor approval. Restrictions may apply. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash MMA Roast D. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMA Roasted. Forhims.com slash MMA Roasted. What's up, guys? How you doing, brother? What's going on? I'm talking to Jared, Night Train Gooden. I'm happy you're, this time you're not taking a shit. Last time you were in the bathroom taking a dump when we were talking to you. Uh, this time you're actually you're in, your, you're in your car. I don't know if you're taking a dump in the car, but it's better than, well, maybe the bathroom's better. How are you, man? 
I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm in the car, man. I was, to, I was actually about to head to the gym nice. for a Friday night sparring, brother. Nice, man. Nice. So when's your next fight? Uh, June 28th, fighting for Titan FC um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, doing UFC Fight Pass. Nice, nice, nice. You, I, I saw you had a boxing match too, right? Were you doing some boxing or something or sparring boxing? I don't have a boxing match. Did you have a boxing match? I don't have a boxing match. Uh, I do a lot of uh, boxing for my MMA. Right. I believe um, boxing is very key for MMA. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm working a lot with uh, Isidaro, one of the coaches that helped train, uh, what's his name? Ooh, Jose Aldo back in the day in WEC days. Nice, nice. And I'm looking, you got a 13-3 and record. A lot of submissions. You're a jiu-jitsu guy. It's like, uh, it's, I mean, you're very, very dangerous. Your last fight was in, uh, in March against Michael Graves. What happened against Michael Graves? My last fight was uh, March. I'm sorry, my, math, my last fight was May 10th. So I'm actually 14 and 3. I have a, uh, my last fight, I got a knockout, 28 second knockout over Will Santiago in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, why does it not say that? I'm, I'm Sherdog. I'm looking at Sherdog right now. It takes forever to update me. I have no idea. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, like, yeah, uh, I did fight Mike Graves in March and I did lose that fight, um, a five round decision. Um, just, man, just wasn't, wasn't my day. Just, man, he out wrestled me. Uh, he had a good game plan. And, man, I just could never really, I never really got going to later in the fight. And I lost, man. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to take anything away from Grace. He came up with a great game plan, was able to take me down, hold me down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I bounced right back. May 10th, got a, yeah, 28, uh, 28-second uh, knockout over Wilson Delvin in the first round. Damn. Now, do you think maybe because uh, black people are sometimes late, that's why it's late on Sherdog? Like, it's on, it's on black people time? That, that, that's why... <laughs> I swear, it must be, man. <laughs> I got a black that's, guy up that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. And I'm looking at you, man. You're, you're lifting your food. You're, you're eating clean, bro, in your pictures. Yeah. L- look at you. Are you eating all that? How, is that? how much food is in there? Uh, I always do a week's worth of food, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, and a few snacks, of course, you know, because, um, like, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays are my harder days of training, Damn. so when I leave, when I have about three classes a day that day, so leaving, like, my lunch, uh, like, lunchtime kind of class, I need a snack, but, um, yeah, man, Eat Clean Bro, I'm sponsored by them, they take good care of me, man, and um, I'm loving it, man, their bills are amazing, definitely recommend it for everybody, especially fighters who, if you, if you like me, you like to come home and cook your food, you know what I mean, it takes forever, Man, definitely encourage getting eat clean, bro. That's good. Well, no, well, Wilk Santiago is a good fighter. He, I mean, he's his name was the the Brown Bomber. That guy, and you knocked him out in thirty eight seconds. Twenty eight seconds. seconds. <laughs> that, and you're not even known as like as like a you're not even known as like a a knockout guy. I mean, he's the knockout guy in that fight. Damn, <laughs> you look at that guy. That's, that's a scary looking guy. No, yeah, like he looks scary, man. But I'm, I'm definitely more dangerous, <laughs> man. Like, I, I watched one of his fights. I, I watched one of his fights by accident. I watched him fight. Um, who was that dude's name? Oh uh, yeah, Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis, uh, good fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was looking. I was going to fight him. Um, and accidentally watched Will Santiago's fight, and the Chris Curtis fight never uh came together. But yeah, I ended up fighting Will Santiago, and I saw when he fought Chris Curtis, man, he. Ducks into a lot of his punches. It, it's ridiculous. He's five, I think he's five seven. It's, he's not, no offense. He's kind of short compared to me. And I told everybody once the fight was announced, I'm like, I'm kneeing this guy in the head, and that's exactly what happened. He jumped in for like, I think it was a jab to the body, and I brought my right knee up, hit him in the jaw, man, put him out. Wow. Now is that usually the way it goes down? Like you could actually, that's how, like see what the guy's doing, and actually, like I feel like 
a lot of times if I was fighting someone, I'd be like, oh, every time he does this, I'm going to do that. But it would never actually work. Like I would just tell myself, and then I'm in a fight, I'm in like a scrap. Is that you actually? Is that usually the way it happens? Then actually, you plan it out and it works. What, what's funny is um, I, I I never I usually never like to watch my opponent because just like that, you know, you usually have a game plan going in, and it never happens the way you want it to happen. And so I um I watched this fight, and this is the first fight I actually decided I was going to watch and try to think of a game plan for him, and it and it worked completely. You know what I mean? It worked beautifully. So now I'm doing that for all my opponents now. Um, I'm going to watch uh, their videos, going to dissect them myself, and then I usually bring my um, the videos to my coaches, and they help me uh, figure out a game plan. And it was funny, I came up with that game plan for Will Santiago all by myself, and it happened beautifully. So with this upcoming fight against Bruno Oliveira, I believe that's how you say his name, um, we're doing the same thing. You know, I got I, I have what I what I want to do in my mind. I don't want to say it just yet. I don't want to get him ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I just can't wait, man. He's 6'4". This is going to be my middleweight debut, uh, June 28th for Titan. So, yeah, man, I can't wait. Middleweight. So, wait, normally you're, uh, normally you're 170? And you're going yes, to 105? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you missed weight the last time, right? Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just tired of cut, killing my body to make 170. You know, when I get to the bigger promotions, making more money, I, it'll be worth cutting all that weight. But right now, man, fighting for nickels and dimes doesn't, just doesn't make sense right now. So, I'm going up to 85. I'm very athletic. I'm very skilled, you know. So I'm going out here and get the same result at 85. Now I know you used to be a, a big drug addict. Uh, have, have you ever? I know Phil Baroni told me he did cocaine the whole week to cut weight. Uh, have you Have you ever thought about going back and just like a doing a, a wake? Well, actually, now you're now you're gaining weight. So that wouldn't work. You're actually gaining weight. Yeah, that's good. Now, I'm, I'm, happy that you're off, I'm happy that you're off drugs, by the way, because you seem like a nice, <laughs> a nice, good-looking, great fighter. You don't, you know, you don't need drugs. It, it was it was it was a girl, right? A girl got you. She broke your heart, and then you kind of fell. Uh, yeah, like I, I was always kind of experimenting with drugs, and then I got in a really bad uh, relationship. And the worse the relationship got, the more I used drugs to depend on to make me feel better, you know. And when she broke up with me, it made me use it more. Uh. But um, yeah, man, I finally finally kicked the habit, man. I'm a clean fighter now, and yeah, man, just nothing but great results, as you see, man. Like I said, twenty coming off a twenty eight second knockout, so much more coming. That's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm looking at you, man. You're always sharpening your, your tools, your, your kickboxing. Now, uh, now, you do have kind of skinny legs, though. Like, do you ever worry about guys? Uh, like, I know that once they said it was like black people problems, that skinny legs. Um, do you ever worry about guys kicking your legs? Yeah. Like, like, and not because I have tiny legs, man. I, man, funny enough, most of my teammates in all through high school, I've had the same legs. Everybody calls me chicken legs. I can't stand it. I don't know why my legs don't, like, they don't get bigger. But, um, yeah, I'm always, I'm always pretty good leg here. That's why if you watch my fights, like, yeah, I fought 17 times. Uh, I have 17 pro career fights. I've only been leg kicked twice. I, I believe in checking kicks. Um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of those guys that are, like, limping from a, like, a really bad leg kick. And I don't want to wake up the next day needing a wheelchair or crutches, you know? So, yeah. leg kicks are a big weapon to me. And, yeah, I've checked most of the kicks in my pro career, so. Very happy about that. Now you're fighting a, a a Brazilian. Now you're a black belt, right? I'm a I'm a brown belt. Um, and even even so, man, I I don't I don't rely on jujitsu anymore. You know that's why I have three losses, man. I keep when people take me on my back or put me on my back, I'm like, oh, I'm going to submit them off the back. It doesn't work like that in MMA, man. Wrestling or uh, knowing jujitsu enough can nullify jujitsu. So I don't even I care for that anymore, man. Like, yeah, I'm a brown belt, but. It doesn't really help uh, help in the game of MMA. How do you make a brown belt a purple belt? Punch him in the face, yeah. you know? So on, going all, all the way down to white. So, 
Yeah, I'm a brown belt, but I don't I don't recognize that. If I get a submission, great. I'm mainly I'm mainly looking just to win any way I can. Submission, knockout, stop the stoppage, blood, whatever, man. I just I'm game for. Now who's this? Drag. It looks like uh, you're training with uh, Rick Ross here. Uh, who's this? Who is this guy? That that huge <laughs> black guy with the beard, uh, LG. He says he's a jackass. Oh, that's a. <laughs> That's Larry Green, man. Yeah, he, he does look like Rick Ross. I tell him that shit all the time. Um, yeah, that's Larry Green, man. Uh, uh, another professional MMA guy. Um, he's on my Team X3. Man, he has great stand-up, and he's always helped me get better, you know? So, yeah, Rick Ross is a boss. Like, if I went to prison and he was my inmate, I would just give up. I'd be like, this is, it's over. It's a, that guy, he just, or, or he'd be my best friend in the world, and I'd be like, we would just tell stories all the time. And, like, he looks like, uh, yeah. Now, I'm looking at you. Uh, now you train over with Robert Hale. Uh, who, who's Robert yeah. Hale's a good fighter. He's a great fighter. Um, he's fighting again uh, July 12th for LFA here in Atlanta. Make sure to check him out. Um, yeah, man. Right now, me and Robert are main training partners. Um, not 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 trying to sound uh, disrespectful or anything like that to my teammates, but a lot of my teammates have dissipated. You know, life happens and. Other stuff gets in the way, work, family, a lot of other stuff, you know, and um, yeah, me and, me and Rob have become each other's um, main teammates right now, you know, like, I'm training with him five out of the seven uh, days of the week, you know, like, we have nicknames for each other, we're big anime fans, I call him Deku from My My Hero Academia, and he calls me Goku, and we're always in the training with each other, man, like, in the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball Z, man, making each other better, man, so. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, last last time you said you had this hot white girlfriend uh, that you're into the the white girls, the big butts, but there's not one picture of her on her Instagram. What's going on? Yeah, now? I don't, I don't, I don't put pers- I don't put my personal life out there anymore, man. You know, I did that before, and it's I just don't, it's not it's something I don't want to do, you know. So, um, like if you see my Instagram, my Facebook, um, yeah, I mainly just have to keep it to business. I'm not really a big social media person. It's kind of Gotten, gotten in the way of a lot of my past relationships. And, yeah, it's not like putting personal life off anymore. Man. I like to keep that secret. But my fight life, have at it. Yeah, but then again, I'm looking at a picture of this. You and these two girls sitting on your lap. They're the bikini competition. Who are these girls? Oh, that's what I fought for A64, man. That was the ring card girls, man. And, uh, yeah, they were gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I have my animal for butts, man, up there in the picture. I don't think I've ever seen you smile before. Like, first, like it looks like... You have the biggest smile. All your wins, you're not smiling when these two girls are sitting on your lap. Like, you must have had a boner, right? Uh, did you have a boner in that oh, picture? Oh. Of course, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the redhead definitely felt it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. See, that's the thing. It's like, I used to, when I was single, if I was going out with a girl, we would make out or whatever. I would, like, maybe guide the hand a little bit just to let her know I appreciate how pretty she is, you know? And then if she said, if she didn't want to do that, she didn't do the guide hand thing. If she was like, I wouldn't like force her hand on my dick. That's like that, you know? But, you know, I would let her know, listen, you know, we're open for business, you know? So. Yep. I tell people, I don't believe in wearing tight pants except on the first date so the girl can see my, you know, the imprint, man. Let her know. <laughs> we're <right> up. <laughs> you only wear tight pants on the first date? On the first date, man. I got one pair of pants that are very skinny tight, man. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That that is that's the funniest thing I, I've heard in, in a while. Uh, type now. Uh, so you're in Atlanta now. Atlanta gets a weird rap right now. 
like a lot of people say there's a lot of down low brothers there. A lot of people say it's like it's like the party capital of the world. There's like all the business going on there. Like how how what's Atlanta like? Talk to me. Man, it's funny because I've I've lived in Georgia for over twenty years now, and I've been training in Atlanta for a little over a year now. But I don't know Atlanta at all. I've lived like I've lived in Georgia for thirty years, and I don't really go out there except now to train. And with my training partners, they're showing me around, you know, uh, cool restaurants and stuff. But um, that's it. right right now, Atlanta to me is just business. You know, I go in there every day to uh, to train, and you know, just to make myself better. So that's all Atlanta is to me. It is it is a big party place. I have friends come out. Um, and they invite me. I have gone to some parties out there in Atlanta, but man, like it's just business for me right now, man. Right now, I'm mainly focused on my future and making my future. You know, I, I, get, I hate when people say, "Oh, life's not working for me." It's like life is what you make it, you know. And I'm making mine right now. I'm making my future. Making my life right now. That's Atlanta. It's business. Now, now you, now you, you're ripped at 170. You got a six pack. At 85, I don't know, man. Are you, are you kind of nervous about, uh, you know, not looking as good out there? I don't care, man. Like, like you said, man, I got my girl already, so I don't care. I'm, I'm definitely going to have, like, that dad bod thing going on at 85. I'm walking around right now at um 195, and I got a little bit of a punch at the bottom of my stomach, you know, and that, I don't see that going away for the fight. So, yeah, I'm going to have the dad bod going on <laughs> at 85 for a while. Who cares, though, right? Who cares? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> now, you play the guitar? Yes, sir. Look yeah, I you. love playing guitar. I've been playing guitar for... Ten years now. Wow. Are you, are, are you good? <laughs> I I've been in six different bands. I have uh, played in Atlanta. I played a lot in the Gwinnett County and sports bars. You know, um, I'm decent. You know, at the last couple of years, I mainly been focused on fighting. I still dabble. The last song I covered was um, "Dark Times" by The Weeknd, featuring Air Sharon, a very good uh, song, one of my favorite songs. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm good. I'd say I'm decent. I, I like if. I've had a guitar and another friend joined. I could keep up. Uh, you know I mean, what I mean? I would, so I, I, would, I mean, thank God my daughter is only like ten months because I would never want her around you because you fight, you got a guitar at home, you sing. Oh, you're like a trainer. This is just this is just sure. you're a pussy magnet, man. Now, I mean, do you take girls back to your place and like, oh wow, guitar? Do you play and do you, do you like sing to them and stuff? <laughs> Uh, I do let the girls know I play guitar, but I never bring them back to my place, man. Just because, like, like, like I said, sometimes it's a one night stand. I don't want them to know where I'm living. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but like I said, I definitely, I definitely let them know I have a guitar. I've gone, on, gone over to a couple girls' house, they have a guitar, and I'll just dabble while they're in the bathroom, freshening up, letting them know again, <laughs> let them know what's up. Oh my God! And then you have a cake that you wrote. Thanks for not swallowing us on Mother's Day. You didn't? Did you really buy your mom that cake? It says thanks for not swallowing us. It's like sperm. I'm sorry, you kind of blacked out. What'd you say? There's like a, there's like a cake with sperm what? on it, and it says "Thanks for not swallowing us." Is that, that is that your cake that you really gave to your mom, or is that you just like copy and paste that from someone else? It looks like a sperm on like a cake. On like a, it was like a, a, a Mother's Day cake or something, and it says "Thanks for not swallowing us." Hello, Darren. Hello. Hello. All right, let's call him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. So yeah, there's like a cake where it says "Thanks for not swallowing us." I'm like, I'm like the cake. Can you hear me? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. No, no, I don't think I, I didn't give that to my mom. That's just a funny joke uh, thing I saw, man. Oh. Uh, man, something about me. Uh, I, I keep my life personal, but uh, I, I keep, 
have a very dark sense of humor, and I, I let people know that shit, man. I tell people, man, like, I'm not for kids, you know? Like, you want your kids to, uh, like, see what I do, whatever, that's great. But I tell people immediately, I'm not for kids, man. I love fucked up jokes. Yeah. I love, you know, making people uncomfortable, so that's just who I am, and I, I love dark humor, and that's just something I found. I think I posted that on Mother's Day, man, just fuck with my mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, 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 yeah. Me and, me and you are both like that. I lot like that way. Damn, that girl's, oh, that's, what's her name? Mrs. Uh, Chelsea Michelle Brooks. Who's that? That's some, some chick. Oh, that's, uh, I keep going down to my Instagram. I feel you, man. <laughs> that's an, um, I was, I was real, I'm like, I haven't heard her name in a while. That's the old, um, training partner-ish kind of thing. She used to train, uh, we used to, I used to cross train at Knuckle Up and she would come and, um, yeah, who that's years ago. That's like three, four years ago, man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was. I think she was one of my like uh, women crush Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, like, she was one of your women. I was. One of, I was wondering if like you hit that back in the day. No, so, did not. No, <laughs> man. Uh, she's happily married now, man. But uh, no, oh, <laughs> Dude, okay. I thought she was uh, hot. And is this your little daughter? No, I have no kids. Oh. <laughs> um, no, that's my niece, man. Um, yeah, man, I, I, like she's ten years old now. But I just wanted again to give her a little shout out, let her know she's beautiful. I never forget that day when I see that picture of her. I told her, "Hey, uh, Brown, you're so beautiful." The face she's like, "I know." Oh, like, oh you're... <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so uh, tell us the date again. The fight. Oh, yeah, I'm fighting on June 28th for Titan FC on UFC Fight Pass. Please gotta check me out. I promise it'll the first round finish. And where can people follow you? Uh, Instagram, it's Night Train MMA 23. On Twitter, it's capital J, capital G. Night Train 23. Um, man, find me on Facebook, Jerry Gooden. Uh, like I said, I try to post every day just to keep y'all entertained and stuff like that. Like I said, you're going to get a lot of dark humor from me. Man, hey, you got time for, for one messed up joke real quick, bro? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I like, all right. Like I said, disclaimer, this is kind of fucked up. All right. But, uh, <laughs> hey, how do you get a black guy out of a tree? How do you get a black guy out of a tree? I'm not even going to answer this. Uh, go on. Oh, I, that's what I thought you were gonna say, and I'm like, I'm not gonna answer that that joke. That's a, that's a trick right there. I, I thought you were gonna say that, and I was like, no fucking way am I answering that joke. Oh, hell, hell. All right, all right. I I'll, I'll tell you a fucked up black joke. Uh, why are black guys so bad at the military? Why? Every time you tell them to get down, they start dancing. <laughs> I like that shit. It reminds me of the other one. Um, why don't black people like you to say "hold down"? Why? It makes them think that their sister got shot. Oh come on, that's that, that's ridiculous, but funny. Well, listen, Jared Gooden, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. I'm gonna watch your fight on 28. Thank you, bro. Thank you, guys. You have Thank a great you. time. Take care. Who could knock a trap? Sons and traps. Traps, sons and traps. Don't some trap. 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 Don't some trap